48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines concern mounts over quarantine arrangements for Hong Kongers returning from Hubei on government charter flights. The government introduces a new quarantine monitoring bracelet and the Secretary for the Treasury says services, including those against the coronavirus, will be hit if lawmakers don't approve a government funding request. Civic Party lawmaker Dr Kwok Ka Ki has expressed alarm that Hong Kongers returning from Hubei province will only be quarantined at home and not at designated centres. More than 500 Hong Kong residents are expected to take chartered flights back from Hubei today and tomorrow. Secretary for Constitutional Affairs Patrick Nip said those who lived up to three hours away from its capital Wuhan were considered low risk and would only need home quarantine. Dr Kwok said this would endanger all the people in Hong Kong. In mainland China, they only count those patients with symptoms and tested positive of COVID-19. They never take into those without symptoms. Those without symptoms, we so-called invisible carrier, and they are posing a great threat to the community, including Hong Kong. So if we still allow them to do this so-called home quarantine, this is actually endangering all the people in Hong Kong. A government spokesman says a new quarantine monitoring bracelet will be introduced today following problems activating an earlier model. Chief Information Officer Victor Lam said, admitted there were inadequacies with the original wristband given to around 30,000 people. Several people have been seen on the streets wearing the bands in breach of their home quarantine. Mr Lam said not everyone could be caught by the system as it only sent out occasional requests for wearers to scan a QR code. He says authorities will boost surveillance of those people and introduce a Bluetooth wristband today. So we pair the Bluetooth-enabled wristband with the smartphone. And if uh, the person cut the wristband or bring the wristband out, leaving the smartphone at home, that uh, person will also be detected uh, as a record in our system. So uh, in that case, we'll be able to take action. New restrictions on people entering Hong Kong came into force at midnight. Some arrived just before the new measures came into force. Joanne Wong has more. From midnight, all visitors coming from anywhere but the mainland, Macau and Taiwan, won't be allowed into Hong Kong. And some travelers faced multiple flight changes and delays before breathing a sigh of relief. They made it. The final flight arriving before the stroke of midnight came from Dubai, landing at 11.32 p.m. after a delay of two and a half hours. There was a panicking, yes, uh, but we luckily made it. Sally spent $25,000 to fly from the UK via Sri Lanka and Dubai. Relieved. We've just texted all our friends here to say that we're in. Well, Great Britain is really bad. And I actually think we're safer here because the government seems to have managed it much better than the British government. Although travelers flying in from Taiwan are still allowed in, they have to go through a mandatory 14-day quarantine period. Hong Kong resident Ms. Ngan was in Taiwan because her mother passed away, and she had already gone through two weeks of quarantine as required by the authorities there. She says she quickly changed her return ticket to make it back in time after her friends told her about the expanded quarantine order in Hong Kong, even though the funeral services were not over yet. I'm scared of another 14 days of quarantine, just like being put in jail, she said. Macau-based journalist says a student from the UK who spent the past week in Hong Kong tested positive for the coronavirus on arrival in Macau last night. 
Xiao Pinto from broadcaster TDM says people in Macau believe the strict border measures imposed by its government will ensure there's no local outbreaks. All quarantine is done in hotels. It's not done at home. So for the past week, all arrivals are quarantined in hotels under strict supervision by health authorities and the police. And so it is nearly impossible to escape those hotels. You can even consider them as, in a way, a kind of a prison where these people doing quarantine are at the moment. So I think the government has done whatever was possible to prevent any person returning to Macau, possibly infected, to be in contact with anyone else in Macau. Of its 29 local infections, 19 occurred in the past 10 days, mostly people who were in the UK. Macau has now shut its borders to anyone who's been overseas for the past two weeks. Its own residents, as well as people from Hong Kong, Taiwan and the mainland who haven't been overseas, still need to undergo quarantine. A survey conducted by the pro-Beijing DAB party has found that around 4 out of 10 people it polled aren't happy with the government's efforts to fight the coronavirus, particularly with regard to a stable supply of affordable surgical masks. The poll of 1,370 people was conducted early this month. More than half said they don't have enough masks to last more than three weeks. Meanwhile, close to 20% said they still went to gatherings from time to time. Party's lawmaker Starry Lee questioned why the government is going to ban the sale of alcohol instead of limiting social contact. I think it is not to the point to me because, uh, first of all, we can see there is a very strong sentiment from the sectors that, that the, this government uh, proposal is targeting their industry only and that may not be the main reason for the spread of the virus. If we can control or if we can limit the the social gathering, the number of social gathering, I think that is more uh, to the point instead. The Secretary for the Treasury, James Lau, says services including those against the coronavirus will be hit if lawmakers don't approve a government request for $215 billion in bridging funds this week. The money is needed to fund a gap caused by the delay in getting approval from LegCo for this year's budget. Pan-democratic lawmakers have been trying to delay the vote, saying funding allocated to the chief executive's office and the police should be cut or reduced. But Mr Lau says the government cannot pull these items. If we do not get this passed this week, then we will have serious problem of the government being unable to meet its obligations in terms of payments for services and goods. And for that reason, if we have actually orders for what we call personal protective equipment, like masks, isolation gowns, face shields or protective coveralls, a lot of these would require cash payments or payments immediately upon delivery of service or the goods. That's why we believe that if the vote on the current resolution is not passed this week, there will be an adverse impact, very serious adverse impact on the uh, anti-epidemic work that we undertake. Former senior executive and a consultant at the local bourse will appear in West Kowloon Court over bribes related to several IPO applications. Candice Wong reports. The two are charged with allegedly taking and offering bribes of more than $9 million related to the initial public offerings. The ICAC said Eugene Young, who was a joint head of the Exchanges and Clearings Listing Department team that vets IPOs, is also charged for misconduct in public office. The anti-graft body accuses Mr Young of failing to disclose the money his wife received from a former consultant at the stock exchange Richard Lum between 2017 and last year. Mr Young is also alleged to have failed to declare a conflict of interest over the vetting of IPO applications involving Mr Lum. 
U.S. government says everyone who's moved out of New York City in the last few days should self-quarantine for the next two weeks. Dr. Deborah Burks made the announcement in a, at a White House news conference. About 56% of all the cases in the United States and 60% of all the new cases are coming out of the metro New York area. To everyone who has left New York, because of the rate of the number of cases, you may have been exposed before you left. And I think everybody who was in New York should be self-quarantining for the next 14 days. Coronavirus continues to exact a heavy toll in Italy, current centre of the pandemic, where 743 people have died in the last 24 hours. It's the second worst daily figure and comes after two days in which the death rate had fallen. Here's the BBC's Mark Lowen. For the third day in a row, the infection rate here is slowing. 54,030 people in Italy currently have coronavirus. That's an increase of just over 7% on yesterday. It's the slowest rise since the outbreak began and is now starting to look like a downward trend in new infections. Deaths, though, have risen again. 743 people killed by the virus in the past 24 hours, up from 601. But it's the infection rate which the authorities here will look at closest. It seems to show that the nationwide restrictions are working. Those are likely to tighten further, with the fine for breaking the rules set to increase British Health Secretary Matt Hancock has been announcing his government's latest moves in response to the virus. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Blake. Most strikingly, the government announced that it was creating a temporary hospital at the Excel Centre, a big exhibition venue in East London, which will house up to 4,000 patients. It'll be staffed jointly by members of the armed forces and also NHS medical staff. There was also that call for volunteers. The government wants to recruit 250,000 people to help the NHS through the coronavirus crisis, and they will mostly be involved in delivering supplies to the 1.5 million people who are most at risk. The entire population of India has entered a three-week lockdown. The Prime Minister Narendra Modi told his 1.3 billion fellow citizens that the only way to save themselves from coronavirus was for no one to leave their home. Only essential services will operate. The Prime Minister made a televised appeal. Corona Mahamari ke khilaaf nirnayak ladai ke liye ye kadam this is an essential step in this decisive battle against the corona pandemic. No doubt this lockdown will entail an economic cost to the country, but saving the life of each and every Indian, of you, of your family, is the first priority for me, my government and every state. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,226. That's 566 points up on yesterday's close. Turnover stands at $80 billion. Currencies, the euro stands at $1.08. Dollar is worth 111.12 yen. The pound is worth 9.15 Hong Kong dollars. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. The International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach says the decision to postpone the 2020 Tokyo Games to next year is about protecting human life. The IOC and the Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe decided yesterday to push the Games back to 2021 because of the coronavirus pandemic. Bach says the health of athletes, officials and volunteers remains his primary concern came to uh, the conclusion uh, that in, in order to safeguard 
the health uh, of uh, the athletes and everybody involved in uh, the Olympic Games that uh, we have uh, to postpone the uh, Olympic and Paralympic Games uh, Tokyo uh, 2020 to uh, the year uh, 2021 uh, with the aim uh, to have it uh, there uh, at the latest in summertime 21. Reactions from athletes have for the most part been welcoming of the decision to postpone. Here's the Argentinian sailor Santiago Langer, who won gold in Rio four years ago. I think it's right to postpone the games. Um, I really like in the statement of today of the International Olympic Committee that I really hope that the Olympic flame is a light at the, at the end of this uh, horrible tunnel that we are, the whole world, world is running. Even with the Games postponed, the Olympic flame will remain in Japan, while the event will keep the name Tokyo 2020. But the Japan leg of the Olympic torch relay, scheduled to start tomorrow, has now been cancelled. The relay was designed to start in Fukushima before traveling to all 47 prefectures in the country. Away from the Olympics, with football suspended in many countries around the world, the game's best players are stepping up their efforts to fight the coronavirus. The Juventus star Cristiano Ronaldo is funding three intensive care units for coronavirus patients at hospitals in his native Portugal. A hospital in Porto said the contribution from Ronaldo will pay for 15 intensive care beds fully equipped with ventilators. In Spain, Lino Messi has donated 1 million US dollars to the hospital clinic in Barcelona. And finally, the NBA's Los Angeles Clippers have moved closer to having their own arena. Club owner and billionaire Steve Ballmer is buying the forum for 400 million US dollars with the intention of building a new arena a few blocks away from it. For more than 20 years, the Clippers have been sharing the Staples Center with the LA Lakers and the LA Kings of the NHL. And as you look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Concern mounts over quarantine arrangements for Hong Kongers returning from Hubei on government charter flights. The government introduces a new quarantine monitoring bracelet. And the Secretary for the Treasury says services, including those against the coronavirus, will be hit if lawmakers don't approve a government funding request. And that's the news from RTHK.
Welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the twenty-fifth of March is today's date. Many thanks to Phil, Phil Whelan on the Morning Brew. We are talking about、uh, looking after your mental health during the coronavirus outbreak, and we'll be chatting with Alison Halexa, who's a psychotherapist at MindWorks, which is part of the OTMP Healthcare, and she's also the founder of Rethink the Couch. So join us、uh, in about ten minutes or so, and、uh, after two thirty, Cruzan McCalligan is with us once again for our midweek audio column for a bit of fun. And this week, Cruz talks about courage.、Uh, what does it mean to be brave today? 